0: I'll be interested to get uh, our good friend Aaron's opinion on your joining of this gym because, like I said, she's a big CrossFitter and has been for really long time, and she knows this guy, and and it'll be interesting.
1: Well, maybe one one day I can get her opinion because I asked her this morning if she knew this guy. First, I asked her how the barbecue went. She's still a little she's still a little bitter about the barbecue. Yeah. I don't know how long a Rifkin grudge lasts
0: usually. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta schmooze her a little more, and you'll you'll be fine.
1: See, I think that's the problem. Like, I don't I don't feel I don't feel like schmoozing after our last conversation. <laughs> she was really fucking not nice. Um, but I probably will. I probably will try to schmooze a little bit more. But I did like I did reach out and just said, "Hey, how was it?" And I said, "By the way, do you know so and so?" And she ignored the first question, didn't answer how the barbecue went, <laughs> and then for the second question, just goes, "Yes, Perry." <laughs> <laughs> No, like well, why how do you know him or what's going on are you going there and no, no, no none of that shit it was just yes so i did appreciate the response it means that she was you know thoughtful enough to give me something back but to let me know too that i'm not really out of the the woods yet Dude, good, good, good. Yeah, I'm feeling more energized, even though I'm a little rough, rougher for wear going to the gym today. But I do feel like I've got some energy that I didn't have on Friday. When did we record? Thursday?
0: It was Thursday, I think. He, uh, yeah, it wasn't Friday. It, was, it must have been Thursday. I think, I think you're right.
1: That's right. It was the hangover from the quote wizard <laughs> $3 million club celebration.
0: That's right. You were uh, spending a lot of time in the bin with all the champ.
1: Yeah, there was some champagne to be had. You don't want that to go to waste, man. So,
0: I don't think it would. Nothing. Alcohol never goes to waste at the quote wizard offices. <laughs> That's
1: one thing they're very you know, like, we're not necessarily conservation minded, but when it comes to the alcohol, we sure don't want to leave anything behind, you know. So, I, <laughs> I appreciate the spirit of that uh, the company has embraced there on that one.
0: Yeah. What? Else, how? Aside from your meeting with uh, Michelle. Yeah. Good meeting
1: good meeting. How, how was the day overall well it was really good I, th- I think a couple things that happened over the weekend I, I spent some more time some personal reflection planning and also just getting motivated again getting inspired I think that my focus uh, this summer in large part and even this going into the weekend my focus has been on just the wrong types of things like very negative Things that happened to me or playing the victim or or just feeling like, you know, spending too much time thinking about what I don't have, what I'm not happy with, what I don't like and trying to get out of that mindset into like the opportunity mode of like what what could I create? What can I do? What do I have already? What am I grateful for? So I spent a lot of time doing that. And I think like that work helped me. Get my ass up at five twenty. Go to the gym today. I found a new gym. Really excited about that, and it kind of just started the whole day off. You know, then you get the endorphin kick and all that kind of stuff. Right, and that was cool.
0: So I was excited to hear about this this morning when you when you came into the office and you were like, "Oh, got my ass handed to me this morning." <laughs> I did. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we haven't published the episode yet. I don't think, or maybe we didn't even talk about it on the podcast. I'm trying to remember, but I'd kind of given you an idea because you kind of were like looking for, I won't say ways to get out of your, your groups, but I guess ways to find people with other interests aside from maybe specifics to alcohol. Right.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. And new- so
0: I had recommended that CrossFit is very, very good from a number of standpoints in your case. Cause number one, you're competitive uh, going back even to your college days, you ran competitively. So, you know, between the, competitive nature of the thing and you wanting to get back in shape and you wanting to find kind of a, a another way another outlet to find different groups of friends um, I'd recommended maybe this is a really good way to go because I have a, a whole lot of people that I know that have gotten gone into it and are no longer really doing it but they definitely have kept around the friend groups that they made during their CrossFit days I guess you might say.
1: I agree. You planted the seed there and I think you were right on just the competitive nature I think is what I like about the class work and then like just the type of exercises it's it's really core fundamental stuff. And I know that there's, you know, different varied thoughts on the types of where you do CrossFit and and overdoing it and overextending and getting injuries and all that kind of thing. I feel very good with the group that I've landed on just because well, for a few reasons found out that you have some connections that know these guys and have had good, good feedback, but like, you know, just the trainer himself, I met him and he's the owner and, and the the reviews have all been very positive. And the class today I thought was what I liked about it the most. It was well represented. So you had it's co-ed group, like six of us, all different skill levels. Everybody, and, and really the focus was on technique more than it was like, Oh, it's just fucking, beat the shit out of everybody, you know, <laughs> which is, I think like the, the part that a lot of people, if you're not at a good CrossFit gym, maybe have experienced or have heard horror stories about that.
0: That's usually where it comes in, right? Is like, yeah, they're, they're pushing you really, really hard and people get hurt because they're not doing or following form the way that they should or, or being taught form even.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I appreciate like our conversation about that. Cause it really got me thinking about, how I want to go about life here after the summer. The summer, there was a lot of experimentation going on and a lot of kind of reckless, crazy bullshit that I got myself into and like kind of figuring things out, maybe like learning what not to do. But it feels really good right now to have this. And if I can keep it up during the week anyway, um, most days, if not Monday through Friday, I think that'll really help solidify everything else because I can't be out till you know midnight or 2 a.m. doing karaoke there's no fucking way I'm gonna make a 6 30 class you know so I this will be a nice thing to say hey you know I can pop in for happy hour yeah uh, but I'm gonna be out of here by 6:30.
0: So how frequently I don't know nothing about CrossFit to be honest with you how frequently do you do these classes is it like every other day is it every day like how frequently are you planning to train
1: guys that I talk to do it pretty much Monday through Friday. Okay. So that's what I'm planning on doing. I'm going to go back tomorrow morning and I'm already really sore. I'm sure tomorrow morning I'll feel really fucking worse, really beat up. But uh, yeah, I'm going to try it. His point was valid. He said, look, you're going to, it's going to suck no matter what. (laughs) And like, we'll adjust accordingly. So go faster, or slower, depending on how you're feeling add more weight if you need more weight, take it off if you don't, and just just get in the groove, right?
0: So you're planning five days a week-ish. Did they give you any, like, expectations as to, like, gains or or weight loss or any of those types of things? So
1: I need more information on that. I had a really nice conversation with the trainer this morning who was not the owner, it was somebody else. Uh, she was great and had a lot of good uh, starter information. But that was one of the questions I had. I would like to get a full they have a body scanner that you can uh, get a full profile on like your whole uh, 3d image of the body and body fat com, you know, composition and all of that. So I don't know how often they do it, but I'd like to get that done. Uh, we talked a little bit about just nutrition in general and, and calories and, and macros to start. Um, but you know, I'd like to talk to him some more about what to expect cause I want another thing I saw this weekend that was really inspiring was this guy posted a video where he was probably similar build, not obese, but overweight, um, had a little bare belly, hadn't been working out. And he was, I think around 18% body fat, maybe, maybe a little bit more than that. And his goal was to get down to under 10 in three months and he did it. And it didn't seem like the workouts that he was doing were much different than what I'm doing and and it wasn't like he was just eating breadsticks, you know, like once a day or something like it was all good stuff and so I think it's it sounds like that I could do a similar thing and that's what I would like to do. I just don't know how. I need to ask them how achievable that is.
0: Yeah, it's early on, so I'm sure you'll get into a groove of some kind.
1: Yeah, I think holistically though, like some of this stuff has come up for me, just I don't want to have this lifestyle where I'm I'm always going out and then feeling like shit the next day. I want to have fun though. I mean, I'm still going to do it, but if I could just keep it to Friday and Saturday, even like that would be, that'd be bonus. Cause I've just been doing a lot of stuff during the week lately. Um, it would be a good, a good start. And maybe I don't even do it Friday and Saturday, but you know, just from time to time and it's not the primary thing anymore. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would like to change it up and I got on Bumble last Thursday. <laughs> Yeah. And had a date on Sunday. And so for those reasons, I would like to put a little more polish on the body here.
0: Yeah. CrossFit clearly works. I mean, we have a number of, you know, our good friend Erin, she's, she does it. She's very fit. Anybody that I've seen that sticks with it yeah. generally sees very good results. It's just a matter of how long you can you can stick with it.
1: I think so. I think consistency is going to be a challenge for me. It has been in the past. And I when we had... An instructor at Quote Wizard. We had the Quote Wizard CrossFit group going for about a year. I was really consistent with that. That was really good. Uh, But then he left and I kind of fell off the wagon. And part of it at the time was that the excuse was, oh, it's just too expensive. And so I'm hoping that, like I told you earlier today, the amount of money that I'm spending going out, signing up for this gym is like was my Friday night a couple of weeks ago. So it's not that big of a deal, right? (laughs) Um, so hopefully, like, it, yeah, it's sustainable and like it's a good group of people, and it could become more of a community. And so, hopefully, that'll be another reason to stay around. Some of these guys, it's really funny. Like, they've followed this trainer, owner, uh, four different gyms. He's been to. So, um, I thought that was really compelling. That like the people, because the guy was even saying the guy I talked to this morning, um said, yeah, it's too bad that he had to come over here because he used to be in the same building as my work. But um, they felt so strongly about his, what he does. And some people said that he's the best in Seattle. Wow. Um, so, mean, it's a big claim, but he's right up there. Uh, and, um, yeah, they followed him around. So that's a pretty good testimonial.
0: How big was your class size this morning? Six. Six, okay. That's pretty, pretty uh, small, intimate group.
1: Small group. We had plenty of space uh, and it does feel pretty individualized at that point because I had a few, you know, we we're working on some cleans. And so I was getting some kind of one-on-one time with the instructor. So that was very cool. Um, the five 30 group, I think there was a few more people there, but that's too early for me, man. I don't think five, like just w- without having a car, I'd have to get up the ungodly hour of like, I don't even know what time I have to get up to get a bus down there. You know, <laughs> the light rail doesn't run that early.
0: Yep. I would imagine the more popular classes are in the afternoon. Probably,
1: yeah. They have a variety of classes. So like I said, they have CrossFit, but then they and they do that in the morning and afternoons. They have a few other things. They have something more of like a spin class probably or a, yep. a cardio. And then I think they have a kind of a hybrid weightlifting uh cardio class. Yep. Among other things.
0: Right? Zumba class?
1: Zumba, uh somebody that I know. Somebody that we both know
0: quite
1: well. Yeah. Uh, I've been kind of dominating this thing. Like, is there anything new with you? You want to talk about? No, you're not one for being put on the spot like this. I'm sorry.
0: We've got the uh, anniversary dinner coming up, so that'll be good. Going to be kind of like a. It'll be. It'll be fun, man. It's going to be kind of like a re, a redo of the dinner from the wedding, I guess. Oh no way. So we're gonna have a lot of the same type of a lot of the same meal, uh, the same. Remember the cake thing? It's called a croquembouche. Yes. Yeah, we're going to have one of those. Oh, cool. It'll be cool. It'll be fun.
1: I loved it. I had a, such a great time at your wedding and the whole, like, the days leading up to it, uh, just being at that chateau, like, how fun that was and surreal. And uh, it was just a great experience. I remember crashing that little patisserie every morning and stealing all that. <laughs> We raided this woman of all of her. Pastry by like 10 a.m. And it was a small town, right? It was like a really, a very rural yes. part of central France.
0: Yeah, I really don't think I would have changed anything about the way that we did that. You know, it was really, really awesome to see by the end of the event. You know, we spent an entire week with pretty much friends and family at the chateau, almost a week, maybe five days, four days. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, it was. But it was a number, a considerable amount of time. And it was, like you said, a small, a small town so there wasn't a ton to do necessarily so people just spent most of their time on the grounds or in hanging out and talking to the other people there and it was really cool to see people kind of like gel and grow into friend you know friendships a lot of a lot of people that were at the, the wedding that didn't even know each other are friends on Facebook and continue to stay connected and, and that was really cool to see
1: yeah yeah I agree I have Facebook friend a lot of those guys and still see what's going on and chat from time to time uh, which was which was great, and that little like Michelin, the tire company, was so big in that region. Of France. <laughs> yeah, like that was like the HQ or whatever, one yep. of their big. And so that was cool too because they had that awesome race track, and that was a fun day event we did.
0: Yeah. Um. And now it's for sale. That's right. Like the chateau could be ours for the low low price of one point six million euros.
1: Yeah, because what was it? It was just shy of two mil.
0: Yep. U.S. Yep. Yeah.
1: Oh, man. Well, I'm looking
0: forward to the anniversary dinner,
1: because I liked the first one. Uh, So, yeah, that'll be good. I know it's the 8th, because I was told by somebody that I wasn't going to show up, so now I know.
0: (laughs) You won't forget that one.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to forget that one. Well, I didn't forget any of them. I just bailed on the other one, so.
0: I think you were going to have another date with this Bumble chick, right?
1: I think we will. This is really fun. I'm starting to get into this. This is something, guys, that I've been so scared to participate in forever. I I remember being, uh, just joking with friends a few years ago. I don't know how it came up. Maybe one of our other friends was going through something, or someone had a breakup, and so we were talking about it. And the, and I remember that time, and it wasn't that long ago. And I just said, boy, if I was ever single again, like I would, I wouldn't participate in any of that shit. Like I I have no desire to go out and date or like try to meet people. Like it was just such a fear of mine because I didn't have experience when I was young. You know, I got into my relationship pretty early. Yeah. So the thought of going back out and hearing the stories, I said, no way I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go dating or do that. If I meet somebody just kind of randomly, that would be one thing, but I'm not going to be in search of or dating all the time. Oh my God. And here I am now yeah, you know, on this damn thing. And, and going out, but it's been fun just to get over that. Somebody said, I think that a, Tony Robbins got this from somebody. It could be his own thing, but essentially what he said is like, as far as the fear, like, you know, we'll, we, to overcome our fears we have to step into them. And I just think this has been a good exercise for that because it was terrified to go in on Sunday and it turned out to be totally fine and no big deal.
0: So originally, when I first talked to you about this was, I don't know what, three or four days ago, you were very adamant that you had to respond to like everybody. And are you still, (laughs) are you still still doing that? Or like, because you were kind of getting worried that it was going to be just like, this is going to be my full time job, just like responding to all these things and managing all these things.
1: Well, I haven't done any rude, like blow people off kind of thing yet. But what's interesting is that everybody's in the same situation and it can be overwhelming across the board because it depends on how much you swipe, but the more you swipe, the more matches you get. And then the more conversations that start. So I've just been more selective about my swiping and I don't do it all the time. I might do it every few days and not do it very long. Like maybe pick 10 people or five, I don't know, pick a few people and then leave it alone. Yep. So I had a conversation with someone new this morning and we had a little ping pong back and forth for a little bit, but it's not like it was the first night where it was just like, oh my God, let's go through 150 <laughs> people and look at all these people.
0: Yeah. I think that's when I talked to you is after the first day you had used it. So you were just kind of feeling it out and learning how to, how to use it and so forth. So.
1: Yeah, it was new. It was a new shiny toy. It was once I got into it, I was like, oh God, I got to do all this stuff. So yeah, I haven't, it's died down a little bit. Um, And a lot of these just fizzle out. Some people right away, you'll have a few things in common and you get a feel for it and say, oh yeah, I would really like to meet up because that's my goal. I don't want to just chat for five days. Like let's figure it out. Is there something here that we're connecting on and let's just go meet up somewhere.
0: Yeah. Make it physical sooner than later.
1: Yeah, and so there's been a few of those occasions. Sunday was one of them. There's somebody else this week maybe do karaoke with. Um, although I don't know how that's going to play out with my CrossFit now. I might have to reschedule or something. But but yeah, I think there's a few of those things that just happen, and then there's some other conversations where you go back and forth, and then it just kind of fizzles out, and that's okay too. Cause yep. There's only so much time in the day, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine being in that world. The same thing kind of you were saying, I guess, you know, I've been in a real, I was in a relationship pretty early on and then uh, met Christina fairly quickly after that one dissolved. So, and that was even before these apps came about, you know, there was, there was a few kind of online web apps at the time, you know, the matches or whatever, eHarmony, that kind of thing. But there wasn't any of these apps. So that's a whole different world that I can't even, I can't even place myself.
1: So a majority of your interactions, before Christina, even leading up to that, like how was it? How did that happen? Was it friends of friends at events, parties?
0: Usually, yeah, it was, yeah, us, yeah, exactly. Parties, I think, or meetups of various various types, right? You yep. just kind of happened to run into them or be around them enough times that something could kind of click. Yeah, that, that was basically it. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's funny you mention that because, uh, and the timing of this is all very serendipitous, maybe, but I had another, uh, economist came in this week it's a weekly magazine right so the one that i got was on the head the cover the main story uh was about dating in the digital age okay and very cool story so like the lead into the whole thing it's talking about this newspaper back in 1676 or something it must have been I don't know. When was Gutenberg? When did the Gutenberg it was, it was in the 1600s, so it was like probably right after Gutenberg's press came out. I don't even know. But way back when, it was some article that this guy put out that said, like, you know, kind gentleman like with wealthy estate, like seeking kind gentle woman.
0: You know? That like, was <laughs> the first classified ad. That was
1: the first classified ad, man, back in the old 1600s, dude. And M seeking
0: like, S or W. Yeah,
1: yeah. It was before all that shit. It was like... <laughs> very drawn out it was like a big contract you know it was funny um but so yeah so like that was you know the beginning of it all and just how like the the curve right just like technology internet how everything has just exponentially grown changed like the sp- the amount of data the speed and the same thing with with online dating now being uh so ubiquitous worldwide like even another in, in china in eastern in asia certain parts like it's it's actually Approaching someone face-to-face is like they'll think you're a scoundrel. Like oh, It's wow. just not, not socially acceptable to even meet people that way in certain parts of the world. Um, And then other parts of the world, you kind of get matched for you, right? So it's just right. interesting how that is. But uh, what I thought was interesting about it, one of the statistics was that one-sixth of all marriages now happen from relationships that meet on... Uh, Dating apps.
0: I think I heard that somewhere. Yeah. I think I heard that statistic.
1: Yeah. And it's opened opened it up from because that was another thing they showed too. They had a, a cool graph that showed since the 50s when they started tracking some of this stuff. But they went back to the 50s and it was like a decade by decade slice of how couples met. And there was the time when I think the most common one is like you described. It was just people in your circle or friends of friends. I mean, that's always been kind of high up there. It's still the lead, but online is quickly taking that over. Um, You know, there's church or oh, sure. school, college, yep. primary school, secondary. So all those, but everything's pretty much tanking compared to online.
0: I'm honestly surprised that it's only one-sixth. I would have expected it actually to be a little higher than that.
1: I talked to Brian this morning in my one-on-one uh, and he told me, he's like, dude, you want to talk about being old? Like when I was, you know, dating, I was going through the stranger, uh, and reading the, like the classifieds or whatever. <laughs> and it was hilarious, man. It's a cool story. So he's like, yeah, I like found this ad that sounded like she sounded interesting. I wanted to know more. So she had her phone number in there. And so I called and left a message. And I don't know, like a day later or two days later, he gets a call. She calls him back and, Um, leaves a message on his phone and says, Hey, this is so-and-so and and like, Hey, I'm really sorry, but I just got to tell you, like, I didn't know what to expect putting this ad out in the stranger. And I've gotten so many creepy calls and I was weirded out by the whole thing. And so like, I'm just like, I'm not interested in meeting up. And, uh, I don't know if you want me to share this or not, but we'll ask him. It's funny, man. So basically he thought about it for like an hour. He was just kind of rocking in his chair and he was kind of pissed that she just singled him out based on other things and like just decided fuck it like i'm gonna call back because i have her number now and i'm gonna give her a little you know piece of my mind about it <laughs> <laughs> and so he did he called her back and this time she answered the phone and he said hey you know this is so and so like this is brian you know you just called me back and i just gotta tell you that like i understand your situation But you don't know anything about me, and I just think going forward, like, you really shouldn't make a blanket judgment about people being creeps or whatever. Like, you don't even know me. You've never met me before, and I'm not a creepy guy. And so so he gets done, like, dumping on her all this stuff. And, and she goes, okay, that's cool. Do you want to meet? <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, they did. They got together and, um, you know, had a few drinks or whatever. And it, there's there was no chemistry there or anything like that. So they pretty much just said, okay, well, thanks for meeting. See you later. And that was the
0: end of that. <laughs> hey, well, persistence paid off.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it was pretty ballsy of him to go the extra mile and, like, give her a peace of mind. I don't know that I would have, like... <laughs> I would have just let it go, but that was, I thought that was pretty funny.
0: It is funny that that went the creeper route because that was in my mind as you were sitting there talking about somebody putting an ad in the paper and leaving their phone number on there. I was like, oh man, that's creepy. <laughs> it
1: was just different times. It was just like, that's what, that was the medium that you used to do that, I guess, among other, like, other things. But yeah, but anyway, those ads, I think, accounted for 1% of marriages at its peak. Uh, classified ads did? The classifieds did. So. To put it in perspective, one sixth, whatever magic that is, eighteen percent—I don't know what percentage is one sixth,
0: something like that. Big jump, you know.
1: That's a big jump from print media. So that's huge. It's going somewhere.
0: How many dates have you uh, wrangled out of this, or do you do you prefer not to say? Well, I've only—I
1: have been on a very short time, so you know. Hopefully, that number will grow. But I—I mean, I had one already, and then I have another one scheduled, and then a follow-up date with the first person. Um, So like two people, three dates.
0: Nice. That's pretty good. uh, Pretty good batting average there for a few days.
1: Yeah. And it really depends on how active you want to be. I I can't speak to any other app out there because I've only done Bumble, but it sounds like from what I've heard, some of the other ones can even be more overwhelming. Uh, One of the ladies I was talking to said that she signed up for, I can't remember which one it was now. It wasn't tinder and it wasn't match it was some other one but like within a matter of a day or two had like 300 inquiries
0: <laughs> i know i know the females get bombed on those things for sure like the ones the ones where it isn't specific where you have to match right 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 i mean i'm sure the matching ones they also get bombed on too but
1: yeah so so that's part of it you know um to that point i have another friend and i want to give him away here but he's doing a, a more of a personalized dating service in Seattle. And I hadn't heard of this before. I don't know the name of it either, but I try to get that. This is becoming kind of a dating episode. Uh <laughs> and so this it's kind of like do you know the million millionaire matchmaker? No. Patty, I don't remember her name, Patty something something. She's on one of the networks. No. And the whole thing there is that you've got a it's a major it's a substantial investment. So you have to have a net worth of a million dollars or more. And I think this happens mostly in L.A., but she brings in people from other places, too. Um, so, yeah, you have to go through an interview process. You have to have a certain net worth. And to participate on the program or to participate in her service, I think it costs like 100000 bucks. Damn. Yeah, 100000 bucks just to um, be in the program. And then, you know, she sponsors different events and meet and greets, but it's all tailored to individuals, so she'll say, okay, like, get a big profile on you and what you want and the type of personality that you are and the type of personality that you need. So, I mean, they do a really thorough examination and then put these events together to try to get you, the people in front of you that you're interested in. um, Anyway, my buddy's doing something similar to that here, and it's not to that extent. It's not that expensive, but I think for the guys, it's like 10 times more money than it is for the ladies.
0: So. (laughs) (laughs) i feel like there's another yeah and i've heard of apps like that where like income bracket is like a very big qualifier you know if you're looking i don't know if it's called like the professional or the ladder or i can't remember there's some other apps that i've heard of similar to that
1: interesting okay
0: but just to make sure that you're looking in the right income bracket so that you some people definitely have qualms about you know people that make a lot less than, than them or that sort of thing so that's what's
1: interesting, right? Everybody has their own set of preferences. I've seen profiles where, what somebody said the other day, like, and it could it was kind of like tongue in cheek, but maybe it was somewhat serious too. I think it said, "What cats are dogs over cats," and it was a deal breaker. Like if you were a cat person or something,
0: <laughs> looking or, for a job but love to travel. Right, yeah, yeah, right. Okay, yeah, that sounds
1: wonderful. Like, bring 10 more of those guys over here. Yeah, That'd right. Fun. Um, yeah, I'd love, I'd love to sponsor your trips. You know? <laughs> <laughs> or height, like, is another one. Like, oh, yeah. 5'10", five, five, seeking tall. Okay, yep. I'm not going to reach out to you.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is interesting, the little, like, hang-ups people have, for sure. A uh, lot, of, lot of very weird ones that you hear about.
1: Well, I suppose... It, after a certain point and having gone through certain experiences, you start to really hone in on the things you know you just want and what your preferences are and personality and all that stuff. You get a little more selective. The first time I did this, I was like, oh, damn, she's hot. Let's make it happen. <laughs> you know? like, and didn't really give caution to anything else and vice versa, right? Like it was college and, hey, you seem fun. Okay, cool. Um, let's turn that into something. But now, after doing that for a long time, I think people are just saying, okay, well, what do I really want? And I've had more time to think about that. And I know it doesn't work. So that part's cool. So, Along those lines, though, what what else did I read in this article? There's some interesting things. So both men and women tend to, I don't know how they grade this, but they say, like, tend to pick people that are like 25% more attractive than they are. Like everybody's trying to shoot up a little bit. Sure. Um, which makes sense. I wasn't surprised by that. Um, I I probably qualify there too. Um, and then the sad part was that like the bottom percentiles, right? Like the bottom 5% just don't get any match ever.
0: <laughs> yeah, I could see ever, that. Ever. Sure.
1: So that's kind of sad. That's kind of sad news, but.
0: That reminded me of a study that I had just... I'm trying to remember what it dealt with. Oh, it was the age... Oh, it was the age that men and women perceive are perceived to lose their attractiveness. Oh. It's about as horrible and, and piggish as you could expect it to be.
1: <laughs> they did cover that, uh, I believe, for women. It goes down really early, like 35.
0: Oh, it's like... It's like basically like... I think the crux of the article, and, and I'm just going to spitball here, but I think the idea was basically like, at what age are, is, are you at your like most beautiful, you know, like what age does your beauty peak? And for guys, I want to say it was something like 30, like late 30s or maybe even 40, something like that. And for females, it was 18. <laughs> wow. and this was you know voted by the (laughs) and this was voted by the opposite sex so it just shows you how piggish guys can be
1: wow yeah that's pretty fucked up man (laughs) it's no wonder there's so many of us out there like swiping and waiting
0: yep exactly i wish i could find the article it was pretty funny if i'll find it and put it in the notes if we use this segment
1: no uh, it's funny just how different it is i i saw something very similar to that in the article too and it seemed like for men like you had you definitely had a lot more runway so i don't know yeah maybe that'll change it's it's still this thing is still in its infancy
0: uh, i found it oh new york times oh boy for online daters women peak at 18 while men peak at 50 study finds
1: wow Yeah, i thought it was <laughs> later i thought it was more 50 yeah okay oh jeez, dude
0: that's some wow, funny shit. It was, uh... It's horrible, but it's funny. It's bad. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna zing this over to you. Boom.
1: Oh, okay. From the yeah, <laughs> two hundred <laughs> users. So that's a pretty good sample size. Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. So, yeah, that's what's up, dude. Like the dating episode. Dating, working out, working on yourself. I like it. Self-improvement, working out. All that stuff is cool. Stretching, getting out of the comfort zone. It's all positive stuff. It's good. All, All very good stuff. There is another piece of dating news. I don't know if you heard this. Maybe I talked to you about this. Tinder. Tinder lawsuit.
0: Tinder lawsuit. No, I don't know anything about this.
1: So I went to school with one of the co-founders.
0: I think we've discussed or mentioned that at least on the show before. Yeah.
1: Um, and so, yeah, his name popped up on my LinkedIn because whenever he's, I don't know, I probably LinkedIn stalk him on news or he's a connection of mine on there. And so I get notifications. I don't think it's anything I did, but, but he popped up and I saw it in the Wall Street Journal later too. Essentially they got bought out by, Match Group, which is like the holding company for Match.com and Tinder and like forty other dating sites around the world. So he,
0: so he got cashed out.
1: He did, but they kept him on. So he's. This is the interesting twist. Like him and a few other people named in the suit are actually still employed. Okay. (laughs) And they're suing. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out at work parties and whatnot. Um, (laughs) But, but yeah, um, the. What they're alleging is that uh, Match group, you know, intentionally like devalued them at the time of purchase. Like there was some bad publicity that came out around sexual harassment, I think, at Tinder when they were getting ready to get bought out. And I don't know a lot. I don't really know the details beyond that if they... The claim was that they leaked some of this or something, but whatever it was, like something was done that they claimed to really dilute the valuation of Tinder at that time. Because if you look at the share price, I mean, the things just exploded since their acquisition. And I think that was back, what, like maybe six years ago. Okay. Something like that.
0: So they're arguing that there is some intentional deflation of the price.
1: Yeah, it was devalued. You know, I think they all got paid something, but yeah, the, it's a pretty big lawsuit. It's a 2 billion dollar suit. Wow. And I think there's maybe eight people named in it, so could be um if it goes anywhere, it could be a big a big settlement, big payday, but
0: and this just got kicked off? Yeah, I heard about it
1: last week, week and a half ago.
0: Match can find lawsuit. Yeah, Bumble responds to Match. It's not a patent lawsuit. Tinder founder Sean Reed reportedly clashed with Match. Is that the guy? Uh, he's not. He's not the guy, no. Tinder founders sue parent Ma- companies Match and IAC. I don't know. The
1: IAC hit Tinder's growth, potential for growth, in an effort to avoid paying billions of dollars to the startup team.
0: Yeah. A group of Tinder founders and executives have filed a lawsuit. Yep. Yeah. Justin Mateen and Jonathan Badin. Yep. Ba- Badin. Yep. Yep. Yeah, here's the article here. I- IAC and Match Group manipulated financial data in order to create a fake lowball valuation, then stripped Rad Mateen and Bedeen and others of their stock options yeah but dean, but, but
1: dean was the guy that i knew so he we both went to creighton and um cool dude he did some flash he was doing like flash designs back in college he designed a logo for me back in oh the wow day, yeah um which was cool and then he also like he had a bunch of connections and access to stuff as as did i, I had a few servers and like big in the big old napster days and all that and i think we had gotten like the earliest copy. He had gotten like a, a preview copy of windows XP or something like that, or windows seven. And so we geeked out on some of that stuff. Nice. Cool dude. Really cool guy. I haven't talked to him in since college, but
0: looks like the IAC uh, joint statement from IAC and match group says, uh, allegations in the complaint are meritless and IAC and match group intend to vigorously defend against them. So looks like this will go to court probably.
1: Yeah, it's interesting how that's going to play out and especially them being employed. I mean, I imagine they're going to they probably can't they to be very careful there to have some kind of wrongful termination suit. So like they can just draw Oh, it I would imagine. Yeah. So like, <laughs> it's just going to be an awkward situation <laughs> for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the ba- the badge might only work like on the like the back, you know, like Maintenance entrance or something for a while. Like they have to walk all the way around yeah. the building to get in.
0: Segment <laughs> these guys to like the second floor. Everybody else goes everywhere else. They're the only guys on the floor.
1: They're hanging out with Milton next to the stapler and all that shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, man. Interesting. I was, I was surprised to hear that.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. That's a huge lawsuit.
1: Yeah, big deal. And it sounds like it'll take a while.
0: Yeah. Well, it says at least two billion. So there might be other other bits in there as well
1: wow damn dude that's crazy that's some that's some serious
0: some serious scratch
1: yeah dude well we managed to cover a lot of we're at 49
0: we got a full dating episode
1: We'll see. I'm excited to try it out, give it a go, and see what happens in a few weeks
0: when I get on the scale again. Yeah. I'll tell you what, man. Like, it uh, got me excited in some weird way. Like, I was like, oh, maybe I should do that, too.
1: Oh, (laughs) dude. Yeah. Sit on that a little bit.
0: Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Especially maybe during the winter. Like, the winter is what's interesting to me, because it's easy to, like, I didn't even ride all that much this winter, or this summer and in spring, so... It'd be easy to during the winter just become very complacent and not do anything. Yeah, and I'd rather not do that. So,
1: it's difficult here, more so than other parts, even because we're so far north. You know this too. This is interesting. This is a fun fact. Like the only, the what are the two two northernmost baseball teams
0: in the major Toronto. League baseball? It's got to be Toronto and us, I guess. I
1: don't know. Yeah, exactly. Toronto and Seattle. Yeah, and and you look at that on a map, it just you don't see it right away. But we're so, I mean, we're in, we're we're just Canada, dude. Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at it on like a flat map, right? Like the curve of the earth, like we're way up in the corners, right? Right. Right. So, right. yep.
1: And then I think uh that was the other question too, like that came up. I don't know, this trivia or what this was, but like the northernmost capital in the country. Yep. Olympia. Is that right? Yeah, it wouldn't seem like it because, fuck, I mean, we're so far. Olympia is a, a ways down to the south of us, but it is.
0: Are you learning this from your geeks who drink trivia? Yeah, see, it's not all just
1: beer drinking, man.
0: Some, there, there's some some value behind it,
1: some some tidbits <laughs> of useless knowledge that <laughs> come with drinking some beer.